0: In the previous episode on biomimicry, we introduced you to Expo 2020's commitment to sustainability. Today, we're going to zoom in on the solar energy initiatives at the Expo and visit a largely forgotten moment in the history of this renewable energy source. I'm Noon Saleh, and this is Inside Expo, an official podcast of Expo 2020 Dubai, where history is being made. Listen to legacy unfolding in real time and across nearly 200 years of Expos around the world.
1: Sustainability and anyone in the sustainability space will tell you it's not a job, it's not a profession, it's a life calling.
0: This is Dina Story, Head of Sustainability Operations at Expo 2020.
1: It has to be ingrained and embedded into your life and it's part of my daily life for sure. Of course, I recycle, I compost, I have a little Fiat 500e, it's tiny and small and it gets me from point A to point B. And
0: while she's at work, Dina can charge her little Fiat at one of the 30 electric vehicle charging stations. Dubai's Electricity and Water Authority has installed them at the Expo site, according to the Expo 2020 team. They're part of a broader initiative to support the growing electric vehicle industry in Dubai. These chargers also signal Expo 2020's overarching commitments to minimize its carbon footprint and generate clean energy.
1: When we started looking at different energy sources or renewable energy sources, of course, we looked at wind and so on and so forth. But the reality is solar power has become, first of all, more efficient, more cost effective, and we have an abundance of sun. The majority of the year, the sun's out.
0: The sun, we take it for granted, and it's all around us. It's what we wake up to. It's what we end our day with especially in the UAE where the weather is mostly hot and sunny. So clearly it makes sense to harness as much of it as possible.
1: Our energy generation across the site is about 5.5 megawatts.
0: That's enough power to be able to drive from downtown Dubai to the core nation of Dhabi and back about 180,000 times. For listeners not familiar with the UAE's geography, that would be like a journey over 52 million kilometers long, almost half the distance between Earth and Mars when the two planets' orbits are at their closest point.
1: All of our permanent structures are equipped with solar panels, and that's a must because that also has a legacy. Now, we focused on our permanent structures for a reason, because it is not feasible, but also it is not Sustainable to put solar panels on everything, even on temporary structures. So they strategized
0: beyond Expo. They've been working with schools to promote competitions about solar energy, like the Sustainability Champions program, which awarded students solar panels that were installed by Expo at the schools.
1: But it wasn't just that, it, we created a, a parallel curriculum so that they can teach the children about solar panels at their schools, and a school in Dubai one and a school in Abu Dhabi one. And that program is still going and it's very successful. Um, On site itself, of course, you've seen Terra, and Terra is a big uh, representation of of, um, solar panels and the use of solar panels.
0: Terra is Expo 2020 sustainability pavilion. The name comes from the Latin word for land, but it also means planet Earth. And so, in a way, think of the Terra Pavilion as the center of all that is keeping planet Earth alive. We sat down with Director of Terra, John Bull, to learn more about the site.
2: So as part of Terra's ambition to be net zero in its use of energy, you'll find yourself here surrounded uh, by photovoltaic panels, by solar panels. Perhaps my favourite manifestation of them is in the energy trees, our E-trees. The E-trees are just outside the pavilion,
0: along its path. Imagine a forest filled both with real trees and rotating mechanical trees. And each of these trees act like their own organism. They have long columns that mimic the shape of tree trunks. And at the top are solar panels that look kind of like satellite dishes. These panels provide shade, but also equip the tree to rotate throughout the day to follow the sun.
2: But these are these are really quite unusual beasts in that they move over the course of the day. So the heads of the E-trees act like sunflowers in a way in that they track the course of the sun, they follow it around over the course of the day.
0: Moving around allows them to generate almost a quarter more electricity over the course of the day than if they were just static. And on top of all of this, this energy force is centered on a huge 130 meter steel canopy. Combined, the canopy and E-trees help generate the entire pavilion. But it's not just Expo 2020 that they generate power for.
2: We're not connected to a battery here at Terra. We made the decision to connect to the grid. And therefore, over the course of the day, where we have an abundance of energy, we're pushing it back into the grid, pushing it back out to Expo and the rest of Dubai and the UAE for them to use our clean energy.
0: So it's an entire breathing ecosystem, one made of many parts that all feed into each other. Neither can survive without the other.
2: I always describe terror as something that's firmly rooted in the UAE and its values and its history and its future as well. But it has to talk about a global issue because no one country, no one individual can or act alone in combating these issues. So it's
0: clear that solar energy is a big topic at Expo 2020 and everyone is pretty excited about it. But at previous world expos, not everybody was as excited about solar energy as they are today. My last question about solar is if you've ever heard of the inventor Augustine Mouchot. No, (laughs)
1: I'll be honest.
0: Get excited for a rabbit hole. (laughs) So in Dina's defense, I hadn't heard of Augustine Mouchot either. And before researching this episode, neither had anyone on the production team. Searching for answers, we reached out to the writer and researcher Charles Pappas, who you might remember from our first few episodes. And with his help, down we went into a solar energy at
3: World Expo's rabbit hole. I was researching the early expositions, and I really hadn't anticipated coming on something as novel and as groundbreaking as Augustine Mouchot. And it turned out that Mouchot had exhibited a solar collector, in 1878 in Paris. He used a parabolic dish very similar to the tech we're using today. You would recognize it as a solar collector. And the solar collector beamed the sun's rays into this giant black copper container full of water. And the water would heat up, boil over, and would power a refrigeration unit to make ice.
0: Yes, you heard that right. Almost 150 years ago, Mouchot, a French secondary school mathematics teacher, had figured out the essential mechanics behind solar technology.
3: And accordingly, he won a gold medal for this invention. Again, of course it would—it's so far ahead of its time. But as they say on the internet, you won't believe what happened next. And what happened next was nothing. It all died out. It was all forgotten. They gave us the future at a World's Fair almost 140 years ago, and we ignored it. Can you imagine if we had 140 years of linear development of solar power instead of basically just starting, let's say in some ways in earnest since the 1970s? What if we had had that, but it was given to us? Millions saw it, and we ignored it. And, and that's, that's on us.
0: So why did we ignore an invention that really could have helped in the fight against the environmental crisis?
3: The reason for this, though, is is a confluence of events. And it's always a perfect storm that either derails something or makes it wildly popular. But in this case, about 19 years before that exposition in Paris, the first oil well in America had been dug. So oil is now becoming a fuel. At the same time, in Europe, and America, railroads are spreading out. High-speed, relatively, railroads are spreading out, connecting every corner. And what that means is fossil fuels, coal, and then oil can be moved fast to every nook, to every neighborhood, and cheaply. So we damaged ourselves by the ease, the cheapness of it, which turned out to be probably the most expensive thing we ever did. At first, it seemed like fossil fuels were our only feasible option. They promised electricity, power, and heat to millions. You have this great idea, but is there a need for it? Is the world burning? No. And what does this do? Until that time, the world was lit basically only by fire, wasn't it? Since the dawn of Homo sapiens, now with fossil fuels, Cheaply, almost everyone could have warmth and illumination after the sun goes down. That's progress, isn't it? But progress has a price. And Mouchot had an almost clairvoyant sense of that price. But when you're one voice among thousands of others drowning you out, sometimes you don't have much of a chance. So nothing really happened with Mouchot's
0: grand invention. The world went ahead with fossil fuel production and after everything— Mouchot ended up dying in poverty in Paris in 1912. And with only a handful of biographies about him in French, Mouchot's legacy is obscure.
3: If I could do one thing, it would be to popularize his example, his name, his foresight. Because had we listened, we might be in a much different place today. I really think that he is someone who should be drawn from the shadows, drawn back from obscurity, and people really need to listen to what he tried to do. And if anything, take his lesson to this expo. Look at what's being shown. Look at the possibilities for technology that can change the way we live to a safer, better future because it's now hitting faster than ever before. The calamities are coming and they're coming fast and then boom, it's here. So what are we gonna do about it?
0: Expo 2020 is trying to answer some of those questions. It's where sustainable solutions from all
3: corners of the world meet and get pooled together. Well, at least Expo is trying to show a way. At the very least, it's trying to show the possibilities there. And maybe it's for the better, that it's international, because this country over here has an idea. Dubai has an idea. The United States has an idea. China has an idea. France has an idea. The Netherlands do. All these people have ideas, and we need to pay attention to them because otherwise Expo is just an architectural marvel, an architectural show-off, and nothing more. But it's the ideas that make Expo as cool as the buildings are.
0: Inside Expo takes you behind the scenes at Expo 2020 Dubai, sharing our stories and others across the 170-year history of this global event. Learn more by visiting virtualexpodubay.com. Inside Expo is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. We release episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Subscribe to Inside Expo on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, share it with your friends and leave us a review.